the Comedy Zone podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Find out more at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Will Jacobs. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. Back at you for another week. Another uh, another hot and fresh episode, fresh out the kitchen. Uh, we got a we got a special guest in the building. Now he's been here a couple times, so I like to call him a friend of the podcast. I think it's official, Brian. One hundred percent. This is a friend of the podcast. The one and only comedian Ray Money Jr. is here, everybody. Yeah. Mr. Signature Laughs himself. Man, y'all some good liars, man. <laughs> a friend of the podcast. Y'all should have seen the way they treated me when I got here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to you. I gave you the elbow, the elbow. Right, thing. Ray doing we the Corona the... elbow bump. Yeah, that's yeah. that's his whole move right now. He's trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, ain't no use to elbow and we in this little box. We in a closet. <laughs> yeah, we... that's right. If you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it anyway. You're gonna whether get it either sh- way, so you might as well just run with it. Yeah. Well, I wanted to say uh, before we get started here that Jason is on the road, so Ray was kind enough to come in. And fill in Jason's spot. It's awesome. Because uh, Jason is what, in Oregon, Oregon or somewhere? Oregon, Montana, somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere crazy. He performs comedy in some wild spots. Yeah. He was just in Waco. Yeah. Yeah, now he's in Oregon. Yeah. So, uh, I yeah, shouts out to Jason. Be safe out there. Yeah. I don't know if Corona reached Oregon. But Hell no. <laughs> well, Oregon. well, I guess maybe. Yeah, next Washington's in the... General area, so yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's right. That but is I, close. I mean, Washington's cool, but you can't just like, yeah, we're gonna make a trip over to Oregon. Now, it's not like a, yeah, no, it's a destination. <laughs> yeah, nobody visits. Does anybody visit Oregon? I guess just Portland. Yeah, yeah. That's just a comedian looking for stage time. That's all. That's all you're doing. <laughs> a layover. That's what you got. Layover in Oregon. But I really got to shout out Ray for coming through and hanging with us. Because Mr. Ray Money just had a baby, so we got to give it up for that. Yeah, man. Tell everybody about the, what's the baby's name and all that good stuff? Uh, Yeah, um, uh, we're, my son, Chasing Nathaniel Money. Oh, man. (laughs) That he made to be rich. You got it? That name is rich. Chasing Money. That's like Thurston Howell III. (laughs) Yeah, man. I love that name. It's a little, people's like, you really a name of Chasing? Yeah, what else? I mean, you got all these... Jay Z rappers, Ti, and all these people name their kids King and Major. I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm no. in the entertainment industry. And then Chase. I like it. the way the name came about. I was uh, me and my wife were uh, kind of juggling between the names Nathan and Chase, and I just kind of I was jokingly like, yeah, and it was like it's chasing. And then she was like, I like it though. And then uh, we just kind of stuck. We couldn't find any other name, so uh, the day of, we were just looking at each other. <laughs> All right, we're gonna give them both names. <laughs> Chase it. There we go. So. Is there a better name for a rapper than Chasing Money? <laughs> hey, yo, I, I didn't write? even think about that. <laughs> hey, no, and you rap a Chasing Money. Hey, he was born Chasing Money. That's that's <laughs> fantastic. Wow, <laughs> this kid is destined for success. <laughs> There's no way it could go wrong with a name like that. 
That's amazing. Yeah, okay. it's uh, it's spelled C H A S Y N. So okay. it's a uh, slightly different. I've seen some. Uh, there was only one other person that I, I googled. So to see if there was anybody else, there was one other, and he was a fighter. So it was just like, all right, it's just pretty unique. Jason not, is very unique. Yeah, I like not that. Not too many. So uh, we rode with it. So. And how and how is mom doing? How how's Tara doing? Oh, uh, she's doing good. Yeah, yeah. she's doing. Um, she's uh, she had a cesarean. Um, so it wasn't just like a natural birth, so yeah. a lot of pain and stuff there, but she's cool, you know? Yeah. Are, are y'all getting any sleep? Ah, oh, no, nah, man. We, uh, <laughs> look, we, 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 like, this has been something I've been thinking about documenting it where, because we got an infant and we're full-time RVers, so it's like, yeah, you know, get away. That's right. right. That's oh, right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I mean, I sleep right through all the crying. This is, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, I can attest to the fact I've been on the road with this dude. That's right. He can sleep through a monsoon. Man. Ray, Ray, like Tara be driving sometimes, and if Ray sleep, it don't matter what's happening. We can get in a car wreck and Ray going to sleep through yeah, it. Yeah, I sleep right through it. <laughs> <laughs> he knows how to get his sleep. How, so, how I'm sorry, Well, how, how big an RV are we talking about? Uh, 28-foot motorhome. Okay, so it's a big, it's all one. Yeah, one. Area, right? So yep, the driver's, the, the yep, there's cab a, there's the a driver's area. cab, which I guess the, would be. I guess kind of synonymous to what you would see in a like a U-Haul or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. type okay. of driving. And then it's open in the back, so there's uh, like a love seat couch right here. Um, then over here, there's a dinette booth, which yeah. uh, all this. And then over the the uh, driver area, there's a queen size bed, and then there's you know stove, stove and oven, uh-huh. sink, kitchen sink. Okay, so you shower. Bathroom, all that. It sounds like a, a lot of space, but when you add an infant to the mix, I no, imagine no, the space because no. there's no like. I mean, we've. Uh, I mean, because we we went from a, a five bedroom, two bath house, so we we we, we went down tremendously. You downsized. We yeah. downsized tremendously. So I mean, it's definitely an adjustment. I don't. I wouldn't suggest people left you unless you're very close knit with your family. <laughs> to just, to just, you know, because this is uh we were we found that I, the reason we were comfortable and even making the attempt to try something like this um, because we found ourselves, even in the big house, we'd always find ourselves in the same room anyway, doing yeah, activities yeah. or whatever it may be. So um, it was kind of a natural transition to being able to, I mean, just yeah. having stuff. You're starting to see how much stuff you don't need. Like, you just, mm. Right. Yeah. All right. So you, what you're saying is you can't be on the verge of divorce and do this because it's no. going to push you over yeah, the edge. No. This is, this, you can't. Yeah. You got to be on good terms to pull something. Even like this if you like, she, you get put on the couch, you technically in the same room. This is ain't no going. <laughs> you can see still see this motherfucker, <laughs> and and technically lay in the bed with this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. There's no. It's not. It's not like so. A, she say, get on the couch. That's <laughs> ten steps. <up. laughs> like, look, this is like. You get put out the room, but you can still see the same TV shit. Like this, is <laughs> like <laughs> you don't get me. Like, so I, y'all got to get along. Yeah, yeah, this is not. Oh man, either fight it out one or other, <laughs> and and leave it to now. Leave it to Ray, Brian. Leave it to Ray. Going through having the baby, adjusting to the baby, barely getting any sleep. He still finds a way to make a video to get I don't know how many thousand views. What did I tell people about oh, you? Because you created a video around this experience. Oh yeah, yeah. look, I was, I was just talking about yeah. Uh, 
It was uh, <laughs> I did. It's I, funny. I just happened to see a, a, a article. I don't know some of this Google uh, the, how they intrude on your privacy, and okay. they just they sent me. A, I guess Google knew that I I need. It was a clip. It was like an article stating. I think it was like in the next six months or so there'll be um, what was it uh, some birth control for men like for an injection. Uh, that would last up to 13 years. I was like, and at that particular time when I saw it, uh, my son was crying. Like, he, so he just made it like per- perfect to yeah to make some content about it. So, so Ray took. <laughs> you got to see this video, man. I've not seen. Did you see? Ray took it. <laughs> he almost looked like a heroin addict. He took <laughs> he took a belt and tightened his arm, <laughs> and you hear the baby crying in the background, <laughs> and they show that they have this birth control for men, and you see Ray <laughs> tapping his arm with the baby. How many thousand views yeah. is this thing at? At this point, I don't know. Yeah, at least five thousand. Yeah, like least, yeah, yeah. People, people love this stuff. So that's that's just how Ray is. Like even through all this, Ray still creating, figuring out ways to. Uh... <laughs> you know, man, it's, it's been a actually it's, it's been so difficult because I mean initially because I, I I was initially thinking when you know I had a little time I was gonna take some vacation time I was gonna be able to I, I wanted to put out like a, a massive amount of content and. It's, it's been difficult to focus, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's just yeah. baby waking up all types of now. I honestly, I the part where I can't, I can't sleep when it gets too quiet. I'd be getting nervous. We done. <laughs> oh yeah, I jump yeah. up like you all right? Sure. Why can't I? Why, why isn't he crying? Right? Yeah, why don't I hear nothing? nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it gets too quiet. So that's the that's been my pain. So last night I was up all night. Cause he was too quiet. I was like, "This is some bullshit." Like, hey. uh. Checking his nose and all that. That's exactly stuff. what I was doing. <laughs> I just seen him his chest moving. <laughs> he better be breathing. So, are you still are you still able to do shows at all? Or you or you had to pause on that for a while? Yeah, I took a pause. I'm actually going to ramp back up uh, start next week. So I'm um, beginning some on the lookout and booking some more shows. So I took some time off just because my wife was having some issues initially. Um, we were at the hospital for like almost a week. Uh, really? Yeah, before, and then they end up inducing it. So, it's medical issues, and then it was like, all right, I just need to take some time just to for family and yeah, and everybody's okay. Yeah, everybody's good now. So we're uh, we're trying to get back in the groove of things and uh, set out on a new adventure here. <laughs> well, that's well, that's good, man. Because I know me and me and my wife were certainly praying for y'all. And praying for a safe delivery, and I think sometimes people they like they pray for the baby or they they send good thoughts, vibes, whatever people are into. They say, "Oh, uh, with the baby," but it's like now the mother's going through something too. Like send something up for her because sometimes a lot of times with mothers, man. I mean, and I will especially with black mothers, they have a three. I think it's almost three times higher mortality Mm -hmm. rate. Yeah. Than white mothers when they have babies, because a lot of times they go into the hospital when they say they're in pain, they ignore it, they don't treat it the same you way. Give them, they don't be giving them the right medicine. That's right. right. They they right. So you <laughs> so so you know it's important that we not only pray for the babies and send thoughts, but the mothers too, because the mothers go through it, man. I mean, yeah. I know, you know, I I, I uh, you know I thought a lot about that, so I was so glad to hear and see when the baby was safe. You said Tara was safe. I said, whew, we good, we good, yeah, man. We so. It's been a blessing, man. Especially early on, uh, we were we were supposed to have twins, so and then uh, my wife ended up losing one, so it was a it was a traumatizing experience. And so this whole 
you know, her getting unhealthy and having complications was uh, mm-hmm. a bit terrifying. So, it, yeah. uh, but everything's cool now. So we, uh, whew, but now you, but now you like a veteran. So, cause I remember when I first had my son, I kept being worried I was going to break him. So like when I was driving home, like my wife still talk about this. When I was driving home from the hospital with my son for the first time, bro, <laughs> that shit must've been 10 miles an hour. Like I was driving so slow. Cause I was like, I didn't like, I, I, I was like always worried I was gonna kill him. Like, I was always, <laughs> but then once you have another kid and stuff, you gotta you relax a little bit. Like, no, nah, I don't think so, man. <laughs> not the same, not at that size. When they get bigger, like, you know, cause I mean, he's still weeks now. I'm like, yo, I can't, like, he's still on the warranty type shit. Like, that's, you got at least 90 days, like, for anything. That's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and now, I mean, we really got to be careful because when I saw Ray outside on the way in, he gave me the elbow bump, right. the new coronavirus protocol. Yeah. So now with the young baby, you got to make sure you ain't got yeah, the, the yeah. Roni. Yeah, yeah, he ain't doing that because I, I, me personally, I'm I, look, I'm spiteful. So I would think I would think about everybody that I shook hands with, and I got to fight the ass now. <laughs> I got to uh, whooping everybody ass that could possibly give me the coronavirus if I catch it. I gotta go through a list. Oh no! But are there any? But it, like seriously, are there any like precautions you taking or anything you do differently now that you're hearing about this thing? What do you mean, coronavirus? Right. Like you, you washing your hands more? Oh, yeah. You bringing hand sanitizer? You doing anything? Oh yeah, different? I mean that's always man. Well, see now uh, we chest bumping from here after every show. And you shaking your hand? We chest bumping like y'all in the NBA. Yeah, yeah, that or the kid that play foot shake. That's the we gonna we come in. Hola, hola, eh. We go to the butt bump doing the butt. Ah. I don't know one of those. It's scary, man. But I, 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 what about you, Brian? You doing anything different? Uh, washing my hands a little more than usual. Uh, and uh, I was just at a conference with like eighteen hundred people. What's the standard, Brian? What's the little more than usual? What's the stand, standard? Well, I mean, if it I wasn't normally zero wash before, because <laughs> you know, I gotta ask, Brian. You know, white people, I gotta check now because I, I listen. Hey, it's I, not I just think white, it's not just white people. I'm just saying just, that sometimes <laughs> folk don't wash hands at the same clip. I've, I've been in the restrooms and seen them. My coworkers, they just get up and leave like they didn't just do something. No, I, I'm not gonna say it's look, there's it's not just white people. It's, it's not a, just white it's people. It's a high number people. of you. <laughs> but the numbers are skewed. It may be disproportionate, but it's not just hey, white people. Hey, hey, look. <laughs> y'all make me think about white lives matter the way y'all don't wash hands. <laughs> <laughs> they they killing each other. <laughs> Because <laughs> black people learn not to shake your hand too often. So. <laughs> no, no bullshit. Like this is this is me. I did a I did a show in uh, West Virginia and pipes in West Virginia. This is, clearly there's no other black people there but me. Uh, and I was there was like a club next door, and uh, I literally went in there. I was on the phone. I was talking to my wife, and uh, <laughs> I was talking to kids, and. Uh, I watch them as they go in and out the bathroom. I'm like, I'm just the only one. And like, I was trying to coach people to the side. Like, you know, they got soap over them. This room right here, this sink. And they just look at me like, like yo, like that shit's always full. We don't use that shit. That Dude, scared, though. I was watching uh, one of these shows. Now they the, you uh, a cook. I forget okay. what. I, I, I forget. <laughs> 
I forget what show this was, but it was on. Uh, it was like the Chew or the Talk or one of these. And I think her name is Adrian Ballone or some some name. She's on the one with Tia and Tamara. Who's the one the, the talk show that has Lonnie Love, Tia the the real? Yeah, she's on the real. And she was saying that when she's at home, she doesn't wash her hands. Mm. She doesn't see the need to wash her hands. No, of course not. Who said she's that? Just, I think I think her name is a, is Adrian something. I don't oh, know. Oh, the little the little age, the little yeah, Latin joke. Yeah, yeah. Ain't that the one she, uh, Young Jeezy to talk to? I don't know. <laughs> I don't want it. He come out the bathroom. Chia. <laughs> I'm sorry. I think it is. I don't know. But she was saying that she does not wash her hands at home yeah. because. And then they were like, "Well, what about when you use the toilet?" And she was like, "This toilet paper. I don't. I'm still not mm. touching any." Thing. She, she said that she, shit for real. She TV? said, she, and, and then she said, because of that, in her mind, she believes she never gets sick. So she said, right now, everybody in the house is sick, but me because I don't watch. Because you the one gave the sickness. <laughs> You're the carrier. Yeah. Look, sometimes the carrier. Look, some places I be look. I seen cleaner people naked and afraid. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> like this. That's no good. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> but no, but no, I didn't. but Brian, you now you said now you just because I want to talk uh-huh. about the conference you just went yeah. to too, but so you are washing hands more, hand sanitizer. Yeah, I mean, so or? certainly before I eat, anytime I'm handling food, if I'm cooking in the kitchen or something like that, probably maybe four other times a day I'll go in and just wash my hands mm-hmm. on a on a normal time. So I'm probably washing my hands a little bit more now, and certainly when I go to the bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I do, I think there is um, something to the idea of, um, us kind of needing to expose ourselves to some of these bacteria to, to elevate our um, immune system. But, you know, that doesn't mean you can take a dump and not wash your hands after that. That's not at all what that means. (laughs) Nah. You know, so yeah, I think, I think it's. I think I, I have a I have a pretty strong um, immune system. I can't remember the last time I had the flu. Really? You know, yeah, and I never get the shot. And and but uh, but yeah, I mean, probably normally eight or ten times a day, I'm washing my hands. Oh damn, that's more that's than good. me. I don't I don't wash my hands that many. You times filthy. Aha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> we done found the uh, the origin of the coronavirus <laughs> in the company's own podcast. Patient zero. This thing is stupid. Patient zero. Have to wipe everything no down. No way I'm washing my hands. I mean, now I probably do, but before eight times a day. I mean, okay, for all the meals. Okay, so that's three yeah. times. Uh, and then bathroom two, three times. So maybe about maybe about six. Yeah, that's times. a, yeah. about six that's a good, I think that's a good number. Yeah, I think that's fine. Yeah. But but hopefully this encourages some of our non hand washing brethren <laughs> to wash their hands. I think that people think that like hand sanitizer replaces mm-hmm. washing hand, yeah, hand, nah. hands, and it doesn't. See, it, I, like seeing this is a this is very big for me. Like because with being an RV, it's I I I fear for like you know because it's such a small space. Mm-hmm. Like if someone gets sick. Uh, we all generally oh, all get it. sick, yeah. so because there's not really anywhere to to quarantine anyone. So, like even in our hand soap, I put ninety uh, percent the alcohol inside of our hand soap pump. So, mm-hmm. just you you killing germs even with <laughs> just by being in your hand, you basically rubbing alcohol and soap on your hand at the same time. So mm-hmm. that's been it's always a conscious of. But even now, it's it's more prevalent now just because we have the little one so right yeah because now the baby's so vulnerable yeah you have to be like extra precautious yeah yeah, yeah. it's not happening man 
Yeah. <laughs> That's good stuff. No wonder he gave me the elbow yeah, when yeah. I came in. Yeah. I said, what's up, Ray? He said, hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody, I see somebody what's coughing up? in the neighborhood. We moving the house. <laughs> Get the keys, honey. Fuck with here. <laughs> it's not happening. So, Brian, you mentioned, um, we, we kind of touched on it a little bit. You had a big-time conference this weekend. You were down in Florida, correct? Yeah, I was in uh, Orlando Thursday through, we came on Monday night. Please tell yeah. the people about what you had going on. Yeah, it was great. Uh, PodFest uh, Multimedia Expo uh, in its um, sixth year, and it's already up to about 1,800 uh, attendees. A handful of no-shows, I think, so maybe slightly less than 1,800 there, but... Uh, it's the largest uh, gathering of uh, uh, independent podcasters in the world, and uh, it, it was it was really really cool. A lot of um, great information. Met a lot of great people. Uh, had the um, opportunity to speak on a panel uh, with um, a bunch of other folks who 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 uh, produce uh, hyper local uh, podcasts like we do here at the at the network and. And uh, it was just great. It was it was a really really uh, really cool event. Were there any huge takeaways from the experience? Um, it, the thing that I am took away the most. There was a lot of a lot of just uh, really really supportive people. Like a, a lot of times, you know, you go to these conferences, and there's a lot of like competition. Well, how many downloads did you get, and how many you know whatever. And there's a lot of like competition. But here, like everyone's supportive. No one ever asks. You know how many? What are your numbers? What they really do? They're really hungry to learn, and they're hungry to absorb what other people are doing, and to uh, and to get new um, ideas. So the biggest thing, you know, for me was just how really truly supportive um, uh, this particular group of people were. Um, you know, and 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 the cool thing was we we, we um. um what we're doing here at the networks kind of generated some buzz in the uh, um, in the podcast community. There's um, several occasions where um, people would would walk up to me and go, "Hey, you're the you know you're the Charlotte Network guy." And mm. then uh, there was a networking event uh, Thursday night, Friday night, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, it was a thing where, like everybody, you know, you get a card and the tables are numbered, and you get a card, and each round you're supposed to go around to a different table, and you end up sitting with like 50 different people throughout the night, and everybody exchanges some business cards, and you talk it's like speed dating, but kind of yeah, but <laughs> yeah. but uh, networking, I guess. And and uh, um, I sat down uh, the uh, um, at my first table. Um, and the guy next to me says, "Hey, I'm Mark. I think he says his name was. I, I have his card somewhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I met thousands of people. I don't know. <laughs> he said, um, "Hey, you know, my name is Mark." And he looked at my um, badge and he said, "When he goes, you're the Queen City podcast guy." And I said, "Yeah." He goes, "I was just talking about you 20 minutes ago with what? with these other people." So there, there's a lot. Kind so you of didn't happening. even know your your reach in terms of people Had that knew no about the idea. network. Had no idea. Where was he from? Do you know where he was uh, from? He was from the um, b- 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 um, New Jersey, New Jersey uh, area. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that was really cool. Um, you know, just kind of getting a sense of where we are in the in the in the broader podcast um, community was. Did really, anybody really mention cool. Will Jacobs? Take your time. 
I may have heard the words Will and Jacobs. But not right <laughs> after. <laughs> bark, but not, yeah, generally speaking, not together. No. Yeah, sorry. Clearly these people don't know what's going on <laughs> then. Okay. Know. I thought you were there with experts. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. I'm one of the hottest things on the podcast circuit. It's true. So, you know, I, that takes that knocks a little bit of the luster off, but I'm still glad you had a good time. It was it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was good. No, no, Will Next Jacobs time, lie. 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 <laughs> 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 I will say this about Orlando, though. Yeah. It's expensive. Is it uh, really? Orlando, we were at the World Marriott something or other, supposedly. It's like the, it's like the biggest Marriott in the, in the world, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And uh, every every time you step out your room, it's 75 bucks, man. <laughs> like somebody's, what? Somebody's asking you 75 bucks. It, it, it's like dinner... Lunch. I mean, nothing's less than fifty bucks. Oh, uh, just because yeah, you just got a hard time saying no. Like, just, <laughs> I would a group on my ass off. <laughs> Can we get them as a sponsor? Because I said their name. <laughs> I'm on my Tiffany hat. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> we stayed at the hotel where the event was, and so we didn't leave the grounds for four days. Mm. Uh, and they've just they've got you. You know, you got there's nowhere else to go. There's like ten restaurants on site, but nothing's less than you know for Tara and I to get dinner at fifty bucks a pop. Oh, Tara was there. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so that was nice then. So y'all got great. to hang out together yeah. then. That's good. That's really good. Yeah, and was cool. And so we could um, we could double up on some of the other uh, breakout sessions and stuff. And she went to stuff, and I went to stuff. So just so y'all know, cool. Ray's wife and Brian's wife, both Taras. Both Taras. Well, uh, yeah. technically pronounced Tara. I'm, I apologize. Yeah. Listen, she's, Tara. She's black. That's the black. Listen. <laughs> Tara, because let me say, Tara will get Tara on you about messing yeah, that up. So I want to say, his is Tara, yeah. Brian's is Tara, but Tara. still the T and the R and all that stuff. You know, that's yeah. close enough. I did not mean to disrespect the Queen, right? I, please tell her I didn't it's mean to do good. that. Don't let her listen to this one, okay? She scares me when I mess up her name. Don't let her listen to this. Don't do that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, look, this is uh, like y'all was staying at one of them. Uh, what is the uh, timeshare meeting places? Right? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was, which... <laughs> it was uh, even, yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot, wow. but it was worth it. It was great. It was, a, it was a really, really. So did you, did you f- like learn things that you'll be able to come back and apply to what you're doing here? Yeah, I think so. I, I, um, I left, I mean, at the very least feeling kind of, you know, inspired to do some more stuff and raise the bar a little bit. Um, more and, than now? Cause you're doing a ton now. Yeah, yeah but we can do more. And, and by we you mean you, right? I just got to keep coming in and talk. <laughs> yeah, you. I don't expect any more. Yeah, yeah, no, that's don't fine. Don't ask me to do nothing else. <laughs> Jesus, I'm glad you said that. I just want to clarify that's the just, we. Just we the collective we. Okay, <laughs> right. Yeah. You you represent us, so that's, it's that's, we. Even if you right. do it all, right? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You will you will benefit from my success. Well, I'm not trying to do no more than this. <laughs> I'm taking you with me. Okay. You're, you're, you're. I just look. I'm a coattails guy. You know me. I just want to. I follow my blockers. Where Wherever you go, and I'm just it. right behind you. I don't need to go you. to the conferences or improve. I just want to, I just want to follow behind you, man. I got so, you. So yeah, we gonna do what now? What do you um, think we gonna do? I think we're just gonna, you know, we're gonna raise the bar a bit. Yeah, we're gonna work a little harder. There's some stuff we can do. We can be a little more creative. Uh, yeah, I think there's some cool stuff. <laughs> you should see him. He's like really, he's genuine. When you say we gonna work harder, his eyes get wide. <laughs> we just to be clear, we, we does not mean me. We does not mean us. We means Brian, and I'm all for that. So in that case, I think we need to raise the bar much higher. As a matter of fact, yeah, I well, agree. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I'm glad. I'm excited to hear it, man. I'm excited. To hear it. But you know what? Honestly, though, I saw the um, 
I saw some of your posts and stuff, and it was just so cool to see you up there. You know, because you you've put so many years into this industry, and and it's amazing what you've built. So I'm just glad that that's being recognized. Thanks. In yeah. that way, man, you you really do deserve that. Thank so. you. Yeah, yeah, I I I uh, have been producing audio as we've talked about on the internet since like 2001. Wow. And I never imagined anything like this, you know, where there's, you know, literally 1,800, you know, people um, gathered in one space with all kinds of different shows um, from all over. There was there was a woman who came in from Egypt for this thing, a guy who came in from Spain, a bunch of folks from England, wow. you know, and, and, and all with different shows and different kinds of voices and, 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 and just making themselves heard. And it was really, really cool. And, really you, and I want, and I'm glad we got to mention Tara too, because I think like sometimes people don't understand, uh, particularly when you're married, mm-hmm. uh, your wives let you do stuff, right? <laughs> like they let, like we sitting here together tonight, we pursuing all the things we pursuing, doing all the things we're doing because our wives support and let us. Because when you have a woman that is not supportive. <laughs> Oh, it's a whole different experience. Yeah, yeah. It is so much more difficult to get anything done when you got somebody at home that don't believe in you. Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to shout out Sandra, Tara, and Tara Absolutely. for for letting one us time, three old dudes be here uh, and, and do this. Now I got to make sure she listen. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to this listen is to shout out to you, all the wives out there. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> I wrote that for him to say. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking for myself, I mean, you know, I've done all this with, you know, another, a more than full-time job, and this, and it's been like this for a long, long time, and not once has she ever said, what the hell are you doing? Mm. You know, she may have thought it <laughs> a time or two, but never once said, hey, you know, what, what are, where is this going? What are we, you know, what are we, you know, how do we, you know, you already got a job, so what are you... So she just trusted your vision. I guess. Yeah, or you know, or likes me enough to well, real quick, or has, or doesn't like me enough. Has there to been a, <laughs> has there been like a, a? There's never been a. There, see, he probably got all his bills up to date. That's the reason. No, no, <laughs> well, no, she no, doesn't no. get a problem. <laughs> he no, little, no, no, no. At first, late bill come in. Hey, oh, what we doing Ray, here? You got to get to know Brian. You, you better. want going to get you. His bills. Oh no, <laughs> no, we are. <laughs> you said that like he asked you for money. <laughs> <laughs> you know all his finances just waste. But it money. hasn't gotten that bad. Yet. Like, oh, <laughs> hey, Will, you got a few dollars? I go <laughs> to, to next week. Trying to get to Orlando. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we we are. I mean, like most of the country, we're you know we're one check away from from serious trouble. You know, and 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 uh, you know, I I chose a career. Oh, I chose a career in broadcasting. <laughs> So that shit is, is depressing when you say it like that. It's the truth. That shit is no seventy percent in the country lives paycheck to paycheck. I know, man, but this is when you, even when you say it, like, I, I mean, like, you say live paycheck to paycheck. I don't heard it so much. Like, if you miss one paycheck, everybody dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're in serious trouble. Yeah, if you get the flu. Yeah, you know, I mean, not even the coronavirus. <laughs> Just you know, the you flu. get the flu and you miss a, a week of work. cough. Yeah. Right, well, this is a, this is good since this we are on the Comedy Zone podcast. This is a good question for. And I, I don't know what you guys have heard over the years about when comedians, because generally they are paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. most time, most of gig the to tour, gig. gig to gig. Yeah. What is there? Have you heard anything like around their, well, I guess there's really not much financial planning because they're comedians, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. most time. But 
to subsidize. They can't get sick, so like yeah. they're, they're doing. They're at the show with the flu, like Jordan. Like you got to yeah. perform. Has you seen anything different than that, or? Uh, no. No, that's pretty much it. No, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're an entrepreneur, you know, you're running your own business. You've created your own thing. Uh, if you're not working, you're not making money, you know. And so, just like a comic, um, you know, like a road comic, if you don't have a gig this weekend, you're not bringing in any money unless you got you know something else going on. So, it, 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 it's it's interesting because I've seen I follow a lot of comics of all levels on Twitter, like we all do. And uh, um, Moshe Kasher um, tweeted something um, yesterday that said, "Would it be weird if I brought my own microphone to my gigs?" Really, I don't like, think that's weird at all. Like for, like for, just in case with the virus, we've all smelled club microphones. Nobody wipes off those microphones. Nobody oh, yeah. cleans them. And they some people do way too much with the mic. Yeah, right. like like some people got bits where they rubbing it on the ass or sticking it yeah. in their mouth. Yeah. And it's like, well, God. you got the the. I will. Uh, I'm sticking actually one of these people. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, when I say some of these people, I'm also referring to. <laughs> He's mostly since you pulled my, yeah. since you called me out, you're right. I am those people, actually. But yes, <laughs> you people, you people. I got you. one bit where I take it all the way through. But no. oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's you know a legitimate question. I mean, you know, like those guys who go to the pool halls and bring their own cues. Is it you know does it make sense to bring your own mic to eh. a gig if you know? I mean, that, I see those are that's kind of like I mean. That's that's like a minute thing. You're in a whole club with that person that has just, or most of the people that have been around you. If you're gonna get something, it's kind of like us now. Like, True. yeah, all right, if I'm gonna get it, you're yeah. gonna get it either way. Yeah, man. At this point, like, you know, you okay? What are you gonna change the mic cord to? So you're not gonna touch that, or you're not gonna touch the stool? Like, you you've got to. I mean, I'm whatever they've done to the mic, they they pretty much done all, all around the club. So you say there's no way around it. You could bring your own mic, but if you if you're gonna yeah, get it, that ain't I gonna mean, be the difference. Yeah, we was the what's the show, the monk that used to come up well, not the monk, uh I think it was the monk. It was monk. He was monk. a monk. Yeah, 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 he was he was, he was a germaphobe, yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> You yeah. can't do that shit, man. <laughs> so you won't be bringing your own mic. Nah, Meanwhile, it. Ray has his own mic speakers and everything else. That's something else about Ray. <laughs> Ray can literally put on a whole show so, right now if he wanted to. Set, yeah, set up my own PA in the club. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I like about Ray, though. Like, Ray always... Like, Ray is just an entrepreneur at heart. Mm-hmm. Like, the Absolutely. Ray Money brand, the, all that stuff is legit. Like, being around this guy... I've learned so much about just being your own brand, how to keep things contained, you know, keeping the money passing through your hands, not having to outsource everything. Yeah, yeah. Ray's like one of the kings of this stuff. So yeah. he he he's saying this here, but Ray got his own mic, speakers, lights. Ray could do his own Madison Square Garden show yeah. from his trunk right now if he wanted to do that. <laughs> I, we started this show started by saying they are great liars here at the Covered His Own Podcast. Ray, okay, how about this? Ray Money has on a signature laugh brand t-shirt right now, right? That's right. Ray, who made that? Uh, None of your business. Exactly. <laughs> it's all in. <laughs> Ray is amazing with this stuff. Yeah. Ray, Ray no. is amazing with this stuff. No, I, I feel like I just, and this is one of the reasons because I've been considering the full time. Uh, doing comedy and just yeah. diving all in, and just because I do like many other people have the nine to five, uh, many other people have the nine to five, and so it's it's been something I've contemplated because I would say many times while working I'm so distracted that I don't put the the amount of effort and focus that I could, and, I, yeah. and just even just 
part time, and Will's kind of testing. I, yeah. I do try to do the entrepreneurial thing and, yeah. and try to build my own, just because. And there's a reason for me asking you that question mm-hmm. about uh, kind of aligning what people do to try to sustain themselves as a full timer. So, uh, I, I figured out. I've, I've talked to a couple other people, but I, I think I'm a little different uh, than than a lot of other people because, like, I'll go to shows now, and this is more recent though. Now where like I even though I have a full time job, like I'll go to a if, especially if I'm driving. If I'll drive, I'll DoorDash before my gig mm-hmm. and make some extra cash. So whatever. That that weekend would change from being whatever, just a club payment to picking up some extra cash. Yeah, as opposed to just sitting in the sitting in the hotel, sitting in the hotel room. So, and, and that's and and to your to the point that you made earlier, we talked about a lot of comedians that like how do they sustain it? How do they make it being on the road and and having enough money and not having to live gig to gig? Well, Ray makes a good point. A lot of the comedians that you see have day jobs, or they yeah. have day jobs, or they have side things that they do. To supplement that income because it's tough sometimes. A lot of these clubs are not paying for your travel. Yeah. They're not paying all of your food expenses and all that stuff. So especially if you're not headlining, yeah. like if you're featuring gigs, like I did that for years. If yeah. you're doing that, uh, a lot of times, depending on where you got to go, you're breaking even. Yeah. You're Hopefully not even you're making it unless you sell a lot of merch. Now, if you yeah. if you have merch, like a Julie Scoggins used to be the master of this stuff. Like Julia, so I don't know how much merchandise after her shows, but unless you're doing that, mm-hmm. uh, it's tough to make a real profit featuring. Uh, but then the tough part is, it's tough to make a profit featuring. But to get to headlining, you got to feature all over the place. Yeah, yeah. That's the tough part. So you got to feature all over the place, but you're taking a financial hit to do that. Yeah. So it's like, how do you do that? And what Ray said is a great tip, and what I think a lot of comedians do. Some comedians Uber. Some comedians do like DoorDash, deliver and stuff like that while they're on the road. You got to do those kind of things to support that because, I mean, the money that you make won't do it alone. Well, see, and I would say, because this is not just, I don't just do that just solely for the money. And I, I just feel for me, like anything that, that I do, I have to have some level of passion behind it. So to what I've, with just DoorDash, and I don't just do that, I use that as a promotional tool, too. Because I'm in the city and I'm roaming the city, which I'm in, mm. which logistically it will, it will allow me to stay within this range, uh, which generally is around the area that I'm starting in. So I can distribute our business cards, I can do flyers, and I use that tool. So like even when I, I did a show in uh, Gastonia, I set up my DoorDash Postmates and I'm passing flyers at each restaurant. I knew that specifically where it would take me. So there was a high traffic area. So oh, so you promoting the shows too? I'm promoting the shows. So essentially, I get paid to promote my show. It's because I'm going to those different locations. If a freaking it's gonna take me to a McDonald's. So I'm waiting there, just say five ten minutes. Hold on, people ordering DoorDash for McDonald's. Yeah, they do that shit. But I wouldn't do seeing it. For, the it delivery was, fee got to be more than the food you. Yeah, want. it's yeah, gotta yeah. be white people, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's gotta be. No, no, no. And they're not really. washing their hands. <laughs> no, <all> no. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no white white people order sake. Sushi. But no, this is but I'm tying it to to my passion because this is what I own and I want to promote myself. So yeah. on a local level, I'm able to broaden my, my visibility by using DoorDash or Postmates for me to travel to these places. I wouldn't go into a McDonald's McDonald's normally. When it's not something that I, I eat. So yeah. but for me to go there, I can get a chance to network with people and talk with people. Come on. Uh, 
and uh, <laughs> oh, wow, how unprofessional! Jesus. Look at Ray. Sorry, man. See, man, look. I had all these good things to say. That's my kid, man. Totally. That's that's oh, that baby called you. That's what you gonna tell us now, no, Ray? My other kids, man. I got, wait a minute. That's See right. how people do you. That's, that's what okay. you call. <laughs> that, that's the other thing. Ray got kids. Ray yeah, ain't yeah. got one well, kid. Yeah, right? Ray, yeah, Ray's doing this yeah. with babies. Yeah, man. This is multiple like, babies. And no, no, it's not just. See, that's that's one. I have kids, and you talking about the wives, so. Oh, you got kids, Brian? No. No kids? No kids. Yeah, I got a son. Yeah, man. He's this is difficult, especially with kids. Because yeah. not only oh, you sure. leave your your partner, your 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 whether it's a husband or wife, uh with the kids and them by themselves being on the road. It's hard without kids. I can't imagine yeah. with kids. And That's, you you know you the know, other with thing with that pressure. You know the other thing too, and I know I know you go through the same thing if they're not with you. For me, not only do you have to leave them. Everybody knows when you're leaving them because you're like, oh, this weekend I'll be in yeah. <laughs> Georgia this week because you got to promote. True. So you say, so you telling people when you on the road. That's yeah. the part that's toughest for me is that not only are they back there, they back there, and everybody that know me knows that they're back there alone. That's the part that's See, unless unless they come with me or, or I don't I make it vague about yeah. that. But that's tough to leave. Them See, like but that. that's that's most. Most of time, my wife, like you've been on the road with she me more. Comes, yeah, a lot of times. Come. Sometimes they on the road with me. The kids come too. It's, just, it's a chance to travel. They, my kids like to travel. They like, and then they like hotel rooms too. So they're like, hey, I get some of these pool. places. Like I've done the Greensboro Comedy Zone. Like they got yeah. a children's museum. We always take my oh, son too. And shout they got out some to, cool places. Shout awesome. out to the Greensboro Comedy Zone. I was there a few weeks ago. Ah. Uh, Green. I mean, Gre- well, Greenville, but Greensboro's got some cool stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. both yeah, of them, yeah. man. I think both. Well, Greensboro, they put me up uh, in a nice hotel. Actually, it was uh, my wife's birthday weekend. Actually, so it was oh, good. It was a nice hotel. And it was, so it was a chance to. Same thing if I were to have my kids with me. Mm-hmm. It was a chance for them to just go out, travel the city, or whatever. Because. I mean, we're working at nighttime, so most times. So. so they can see places. Yeah. And, and you got, most of the time, the club is paying for your room. Yeah. So, so it's like a, a almost a free trip. Keeps me out of trouble, too, man. <laughs> Get you to sit your ass down somewhere. That's a good, that's another good benefit of it. Right. So it's a good, good point to take a break. Uh, let, let's take a break, and we'll be back with us and Comedian Ray Money. How many servings of fruits and vegetables should you be eating? This is a 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina. The magic number is five. Three servings of vegetables and two servings of fruits have been connected to lower risk of certain cancers, stroke, and heart disease. Fruits and vegetables are a great source of essential vitamins and minerals in addition to plenty of fiber to maintain a healthy gut and reduce the risk of colon cancer. And they're high in vitamin C and potassium. If five servings seems like a lot, consider starting your daily vegetables with your first meal of the day. Snack on fruits and vegetables instead of whatever your current go-to snacks are. Use vegetables as the main ingredients in other dishes like baked goods and chili, and whenever you can, get fresh vegetables, especially in the summer when they are in season. This has been your 60-second wellness tip powered by Ortho Carolina, official team physicians of the Carolina Panthers and proud sponsor of the Queen City Podcast Network. For more tips or to make an appointment, visit orthocarolina.com. Welcome back to Comedy Zone Podcast. We're still here with comedian Ray Money filling in for 
Jason Allen King off in Oregon somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but this is working out great. We love Ray, so we're happy that he's here. And actually, Ray, I want to run a couple topics past you because <laughs> I, thought of, uh, I thought about a couple things that really annoy me. Mm. Uh, when it comes to <laughs> that come in your mind, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love talking with you about stuff that annoys me because we end up talking for twenty minutes and I laugh my ass off and I'm not mad no more. So that's usually what happens. But um, one of the things because I just had a, a a run of shows. Maybe I should talk about this before I get to what annoys me. But I just had a run of shows in Myrtle Beach, mm-hmm. South Carolina. Seven shows: uh, Wednesday, Thursday. Two Friday, two Saturday, and one Sunday. I call it the comedy gauntlet. Yeah, that's a that's I've a I've never done that many shows in succession like that. And uh it was but I, it was a great experience. Actually, I enjoyed it. Uh I had a whole lot of fun. Uh, but when you headline in that many shows uh in a row like that, there is a pressure that comes with yeah. it. Because you can have a good show, you can have a good one or two shows, you can have a good weekend, but when he's when when the club and the staff is looking at you seven times, yeah, it it, it adds a certain level of you got to bring it every night. Because I yeah. I promise you, if you perform seven shows in a row, some nights you ain't gonna be feeling it. Mm-hmm. Like some nights you're not gonna come in there, but you still gotta ramp it up. And no matter what happens with the features and the guest spots. You got to close the show and still and, and still, um, you know, you got to bring really, it. Yeah. You got to bring it. You got to bring it every night. So it was a great experience for me. I had never done that many in in succession like that. So uh, shouts out to the Myrtle Beach Carolina Comedy Club. They run a great club down there. Uh, for any of the comedians listen listening, if you can ever do that room, mm-hmm. uh, it's a great room, man. They 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 know what they're doing in terms of making a good room for comedy. So uh, I had a great time, but the, one of the experiences I had, Ray, did you know D. Cameron? Uh, you, never met him. I, I just you'd heard about him. him, yeah, but I never got a chance to meet him. Bring that mic up just a little bit there. Right? There you go. D. Cameron, really great, and I, I'm sure I've mentioned him a couple times on the podcast. But a really great comedian. Uh, he was a road comic, did a lot of comedies on rooms, and he was one of the comedians I met early on in this. And I remember seeing him perform at Fort Mill Comedy Zone back when they had a Fort Mill. Comedy Zone, and I watched him in a room with a few people in it and just killed him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I had seen comedians do well with 100, 200 people, you know, bigger crowds. And me and Jason talked last week. We talked yeah. last week about yep. how difficult it is with a small room. But when you got a few people in there and you can still deliver a show, it's it's just a feather in your cap. And this past week, one of the shows that we had have four people. Oof. Four. Oh, Thank wow. God they sat next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So that was good. One of the shows, bro, had four people. And um it was it honestly, it was I would say top five or six shows I've had in my life. Hmm. Like I went in there and it was that small With number the four of people. people. Yeah, but the, but they were into it. <laughs> so it wasn't like they were sitting there awkward and like we don't want to laugh. Had no choice, be into it. <laughs> no, you'd be surprised. Real Normally, you get four people and they act like they'd rather not be there half the time. Yeah, but these know. people, you could tell they were open to it, and you know, like I know, yeah. Like when you and I hate to, I, I know how this is about to sound, but I just say what's on my mind on here. When you feature in or headline, mm. and you see the MC come out, 
and and they get laughs, you like I'm about to kill their ass. If they if they, if they if they laughing at what he just said, and you're not knocking him, no, but no, you got no. more experience yeah. and more polish. Yeah. So we like if they like this, I'm about to tear their ass up. Uh-huh. Now if he don't get no laughs, you don't know. <laughs> they, like, no, they, they, they might not like me either. <laughs> but when they love the opener, you're like, oh yeah, we can have some fun tonight. <laughs> yeah, I get you. <laughs> so so that crowd. When the um, when the MC came out, he got a few laughs, which is really good for four people. If you get any laughs with four people, yeah. you did something. So he got laughs. Then the feature came out, and he had a decent set. So I'm like, I'm about to tear them up. <laughs> and I got out there, and the first thing I did, and Ray, you do this all the time, um, I sat down. Because it was so few people, I'm like, I'm Gary, just make this a conversation. <laughs> like, we Gary talk like we in the living room. And me and Ray, we've been in the same living room laughing our asses off. Yeah, so you can make it. somebody laugh it's just in real. a conversational way. And, man, I sat down with them. And even before I went on stage, the, the manager was telling me, look, man, it ain't before people don't feel like you got to do all 50 minutes. Uh, just knock some time off. You can knock five, ten minutes off. We understand. This is not da 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 Man, I went out there. That time went by so fast. Because I got in. I'm having conversations. I locked in on them people. And they, they I mean, top of their heads was rocking back laughing. <laughs> it was one of the best sets I've ever had in my life. And it, when I got off the stage, I thought of D. Cameron. And I, and I remember seeing him years ago. I saw him have a great show with a few people. And mm-hmm. I said, God, if I could ever do that, if I could ever get to the point where I could do that, and just to have it come full circle and have a great show with four people just brought me back to that moment. So shouts out to D. Cameron, uh, prayers yeah. up to continued prayers up to him and his family. Uh, but I just, uh, man, I thought about him in that moment. Like you really are earning your stripes yeah. when you can have good shows with small numbers like that. So would you say in the, what would you say? You, you said you sat down, which it that's for me. I found I, I I didn't always sit down. Now that's what I do. So, but. I found comfort in it. How did you feel? Did you change? Do you feel like is that what changed it for you in that moment? I think or? that was part of it. I think I think it made it less showy. Mm-hmm. Like because when it's four people, and I even laughed with them about it. I'm like, well, I, I was joking with them at first because I said one thing I like about y'all is I know that y'all are going to pay attention. Uh, I know that you're going to be you're going to be listening because you're not high. I know you're not high because ain't no way you'd have walked in this big ass room and not got paranoid and left <laughs> if you was high. If you smoke, you'd be like, "No, nah, they might be selling selling slaves in here." Let me get this. <laughs> like it was something something about yeah. the room would get to you if you. So I said, "I know y'all came in with your mind with you." So that's that part is good. And then I said, "How crazy would it be if I came out like this was a regular show? Like Myrtle Beach was up!" And then I came out, and they were just laughing like, yeah, that shit would be kind of ridiculous. So then I just, I just, uh, we laughed about that, and I just sat down and talked with him, man. See, that's that's kind of interesting, though, because, yeah. I mean, the show must go on. It's, it it's like, you know. For they, some clubs. Some clubs, if it's that few, they'll cancel it. Hey, down, hey look, let me give you a few dollars back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this club, they, apparently, the way this club is. No matter what the number is, if they get more than two people in there, they're gonna have a show. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, they're gonna have a I, show. I, could, I, I see this in stand up, but you imagine this at other events, shit like fucking a circus, a circus or some shit like this. Like uh, the tires, the, the tigers don't even roar the same. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it ain't but four motherfuckers out there. <laughs> 
then he jumping through the hoops. Uh, and that and that's the other thing though. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because for me, it's like a, sometimes comedians will come out and get on the small number of people like it's their fault. They came. Right. They're not the problem. Right. The mother hundred motherfuckers are the problem. Oh, but it's always the MC that does that though. Nothing drives me more crazy than the MC who comes out and goes. I know there's hardly anybody here, but we're gonna have to stop no, it. No, stop it. It's like these stop four it. people deserve your that's best. Of course they do for yeah. for coming out and and sticking with this. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to make sure they got, man. And it ended up ended up being a hell of a show. But it came down to sitting down, yeah. bringing down my voice because mm-hmm. you know I can be loud and project. What? <laughs> <laughs> So I brought it down, and I really made it like a conversation. Luckily, they were both married, too, both couples. <laughs> I could talk about marriage all day yeah, long yeah. and laugh yeah. about it, because it's crazy, as a, especially yeah. as a husband. Like, it's just been the, it's the, one of the funniest experiences of my life. So just talking about things that they can relate to, and they be like, uh-huh, pointing at each yeah. other, it was just a great show, <laughs> man. And, and when I got off stage, and Ray can attest to this, I'm sure, it means something to you when the crowd loves you, but when your peers respect what you mm-hmm. did. When the other yeah. comedians respect what you did. I got off that stage and they were like, like a couple of them were like, I've never seen anything like that. Like you had them in the palm That's of great. your hand for yeah. 50 minutes. You know what you and did? And that was such a compliment to You them. became their D. Cameron. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So you transcended from what he was to you. Now you gave that to someone else. I didn't else even think about that. That's full circle right yeah. there. That's real full circle. That's full circle. Because, man. I mean, definitely as, as younger comedians, many times to... Su- a lot of times they're not able to see because a lot of times most younger comedians are around more young, other young, unless they get a mentor to take them along and, and show them the ropes to see something like that. Um, they're not experienced. So whatever the uh, host or the feature did, it's kind of more of the same. So like I go to, and I, I see like now even like I, I'm still one of the more seasoned ones that go to the open mics now. So like I'm like, I'll go to open mics and, I haven't been out as many as I used to, but when I go out, I come out. It's like, I get, I, it's almost like this aura around me. Like, yo, wow, like he's working. Like, he's, he's here. Touring. Yeah. He's like, on yeah. the road. Like, what are you doing here? Like, what the fuck you mean I'm doing here? Like, I'm <laughs> working. But right. that's yeah. but that's the yeah. the aura. But they and then I go and I watch and I watch some of how they interact and how they may even do their material or, and I can see the same energy. They kind of pass the same energy off to each other, mm-hmm. and no one has a has the experience within that any real guidance there's no, no, guidance, there's no guidance in, the in there to be able to show hey this is what you should do or this is bringing the crowd up to engage them more to to have them and i found this and this is just for me working because i didn't really have as much mentorship coming up self for yourself you know got a some from uh will here and and some of the others around but m- most of the time it was I'm I'm pretty loner anyway, so mm-hmm. that's just me. But I would go to these all you these were shows. Figuring it out. I was figuring it out. So, but I was throwing myself in the hole or going last in shows mm-hmm. or, or these open mics, not just because I didn't like I'm an ally, but I I needed it to be as horrible as possible. Yeah, it makes you better. Yeah. So yeah. to be able to gather people's attention, that's why. Like I, I've I've heard it many times. Like even when I sit down mm-hmm. and I'm not even jumping around, that I've got everybody. I can Listen. see there. The people, the waiters will stop sometime. I can see it, and that's where I, I'm gauging off if I can make those people stop yeah. and look up because I see them walk, and they've seen so much comedy, and mm-hmm. and that's that's for me anyway. But like, like well, I'm kind of bringing a full circle, being able to watch that. That's a, it's something that's is rare. 
to be able to see what you saw. Now you became that to mm-hmm. those people, and I'm sure they're they're grateful to you to be able to see that, and now they can take that and to be able to have those techniques and things that they've seen you do mm-hmm. to try to because you're gonna you'll get that and just and it's just people just honoring you and respecting you. You're gonna see something. You like. I know I influenced that. I say, and, and I, you know what? And I like that. I like that feeling. I like, and I, and I think if you, matter of fact, if you ask Hef, Brian Heffron, owner of the Comedy Zone, you ask him to this day who his favorite comedian is, he'll tell you D. Cameron, mm. bar none, because D. Cameron was a comedian that Hef could send anywhere mm. and not have to worry about him. That's what most of these clubs want. That's a lesson to the comedians listening. A club loves nothing more than knowing that they could send you anywhere. And not have to worry about a bad report. Yep. Not have mm-hmm. to worry that you treated staff poorly. Yeah. Not have because I'll tell you this, I'm not gonna say those names. Okay. <laughs> this sounds like it's finna be a doozy. I'm not gonna say those names. But there was a comedian there that was there not too long before before I was that was a jerk to the staff, wasn't that great on stage, didn't get along with the person they were with. It was a big mess. And clubs will tell you about that, mm-hmm. and club and that word carries, and yeah. you will be not invited back. So that's money out of your pocket because you didn't know how to treat people. A lot of yeah. times, even if you're not that funny on stage, and of course I can't relate to this. I'm great on stage, no, but, <laughs> but 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 a lot of times when you're kind to people, it goes a long oh, way. And uh, you know, so treat the staff and all those people with respect, man. Don't just look down at them. I you know I hate when I see that. And clubs take notice, and it will cost you work. Well, yeah, if you're a jerk at a comedy zone, that is a hundred clubs around the country that are going to hear that you were a dickhead. That you yeah. were a dickhead. Right, and you're you going to lose yeah. more than just that room. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, that. But, but to be able to send a comedian anywhere, and that's what I wanted to be. I'm like, I want to be a comedian that they send me somewhere and they know people are going to be happy with my work. Mm-hmm. A professional, yeah. like Ray is a great example. Now, Ray is yep. very humble, but Ray is a professional. You know that when Ray comes into town, it's not going to be any nonsense. He's going to treat people with respect, and he's going to be funny on stage. And that carries you so far in this business. That's it, man. I, I try to. And, and he, I mean, this is not. I mean, people know me from like I, I'm. Like I say, I'm one of the more seasoned. And I'm gonna get you. I'm, yeah, I'm calling you. I will. We got to see you more around the club, the uh, home club. You're absolutely you right. I say it all the time, and then I never come. <laughs> We're going to do it again. Generally, like... <laughs> <laughs> you are right. I do We got to boy. work harder. He's going to say, we, you mean you, right? Yeah. He ain't just... A, he ain't coming. Just say so you know. He's not coming. <laughs> no, he ain't coming. <laughs> Tell me get the rebound. Mic. He ain't Tell passing. me when the open mic starts paying. And that's, <laughs> no, no, no. That's what no, it's not even just the, the open mic. Like, I, I will... Like, I go to just about... Almost all the shows in the zone. If I'm here in town, then I'm I'm pretty much popping in the club for the most part. Like I, I was gonna go over there tonight, uh, but I ain't coming here, so I probably depending on what time I get out of here, I may slide over there. Still, uh, I think there's a show going on, but I might slide over there. Who's I'm, there tonight? Todd, I don't even know. Todd's featuring for another guy. Todd Riley's there featuring for someone else, but it's already it's almost nine o'clock. And now with that parking, see that. Well, see, give me well, this is the thing. I, the reason I say this because I'm I'm generally there almost. Every weekend, if I'm in town, and then I'm there. Like if I if I if I get back in town early, I'm going over there, just unless there's some crazy situation in the club side. And I make sure. And the reason I say this because I'm usually one of the only one comics that I see there. 
Like I'm like I'm there, and then this is me and the staff. So mm-hmm. I come in, I shake the staff hand. I'm I'm damn near one of the waiters. I mean, one of the <laughs> staff people. But I've I don't know what it is where where like because I know there's a lot of other clubs around the country where comedians will gather up and they'll hang at the the clubs or whatever. I don't know where this is anymore. Maybe I'm not it out just about. Doesn't, it doesn't happen, and not even on the weekend shows. Mm-hmm. I don't think it just does not. That's what happen. I mean. I'm a, I'm there on the weekend show, so I'm usually, and uh, I, I don't know if I should say this because uh, I'm, I'm there to get all the loose balls if nobody's there because I'm the only one there. So yeah, I ain't if, if that's a guest set or anything, you guest spot hosting. Yeah. yeah, look, don't matter of fact, y'all stay where the fuck y'all at. <laughs> don't come as a matter of fact. Don't come. Uh, but I, I say that because I, I don't see any. I don't know where the networking is for for other comedians. I I get a chance to meet some of the the celebrities and stuff, so that yeah, you're building connections, you're yeah. building stage time. But but for me, I think part of it too is to be honest that I spent so much time. Like the first few years, I had to sacrifice so much. Gotcha. Like whenever the comedy zone called, or if I could ever get a guest spot. I canceled anything that was happening. Me and my now wife, we were just dating back then. We could have a date set up, reservations, everything. If the comedy's on call, I was like a doctor. The surgery, I, I, I used to leave her all the time. And I had, and I told her I had to do this until I could get to the point where I'm headlining clubs across the country. And then I told her I won't be as absent as I had to be early on. Mm-hmm. So it's like now that I get to that point, it's tough to say I'm going to keep being absent. Like, you know what I mean? Because I got a day job, too. So it's not like I'm just around all day and in these clubs. Like, I go to work. So it's like it's tough sometimes. And don't get me wrong. You still got to make time. I'm not saying that there's there's an excuse to not be around. But what I'm saying is that with a family and everything else, she sacrificed already. Mm -hmm. And it's tough to ask her to do that at the same clip. As early on, when she already sacrificed for me to get here, right? mm. so it's 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 a balance though. Because he feel like he's already made it. I- <laughs> 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 what? It was right there, my man. <laughs> I haven't made it, but made I've, it. I've I've gotten to the point where I don't have to be around to get booked. I don't have to. It used to be they had to see you all the time. You had to be up in there all the time. Now gotcha. I could just, you know, I'm at the point where I could send a call, send a text. If it's something open, I'll get it. So That's, is it, so at, so your hunger and your passion is 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 it as strong as it was, or you just scaling back? You still have the same desires. Same get- same desire, uh, same goals, but just. That is not a critical part of my reaching my goals anymore. Mm-hmm. It, it, being around was a critical part when I was emceeing and featuring and getting to a certain place. Like mm-hmm. you take a, a one of the work at like Sean Jones, Julie Scoggins. Right. They're not going to gain anything by being at the club on a weekend. But that's like I do see the, the few people I, I'll see a I'll see a burpee there. Mm-hmm. I'll see Sean Jones. You just come in, pop in, mm-hmm. and and those are those are about the yeah, let me see. I was gonna say, like, name like four local comics that you see at the club all the time, right? All now, the time, besides yourself, yeah. Uh, I can't say all the time, but I mean, because generally I'm I'm not there all the time either, so. <laughs> but I fairly can... often, that you're likely to run into these four comics. Uh, say, if you randomly show up at the club. If I randomly show up at the club, let's see. 
if sometimes I'll run into Jason here. Jason, there. you'll yep. see Jason. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who's Jason. getting work? Yep. I'll, uh, let's see who else I'll run into. Hmm. Just on an off night at Comedy Zone, it's very few. Let's hmm. see. Randomly, I'll see Burpee. Mm-hmm. Who's who gets uh, work? Yep. Right. Uh, of course, I, and even Sean Jones, who is yeah. always working. Well, who's yeah. But I mean, just occasionally, in the, it, we just cross paths more often than than not. If I'm not, yeah, I end up seeing if he's in town. So for whatever reason, uh, that's yeah. I'm trying to think. It's, it's pretty. That's about it, man. Um. Well, let me see. Hold on. Uh. Sometimes I'll see uh Tara Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh. Crystal Ramey. Yeah. And um, uh-huh. I was thinking like a Jonathan Williams. I know he he hangs out a lot. Yeah, I see Jonathan sometimes. Yeah. Uh, let me see who else. But that's bleak that you can't just rattle off four or five. Go- yeah, no, I comics. Mean, right like just, just go here. through and see because sometimes like I'll I'll be there back to back weekends like and this more so now where where I, t- I start to say all right I mean I got to scale back because I got a lot happening close home because like the last I did the Greensboro I I did uh it was like I was a five show run it was like uh, was Sibley, huh? Was, was yeah, yeah, James Sibley. And then I, I couldn't really travel because at that time it was coming around my wife's due date. Sure. So I was just at the comedy, local comedy zone yeah. here, um, more frequent. But it was like, all right, uh, I don't see anybody here. Like, this is like, all right. And I, I got some, actually, I did get some 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 other bookings just because I was there. Mm-hmm. It was like, all right, hey, we need to feel the yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I mean, I may be able to do them. Maybe I have something else to do. But yeah, put me down. So Yeah. And, and I definitely think. I think like being around is important. I'm not saying this to say it's not. Uh, I'm saying this to say that I have, for me, yeah. balancing family and being out is just mm-hmm. something I got to do a better job with. Because yeah. I do think that there's value in being around the club and just being there in that environment. Particularly as a younger comic who's trying to come up, who's open micing, who's doing Debbie Millwater shows, and you're not at the club every single weekend when there's a headliner there, then don't complain when you don't get booked for MC gigs and stuff. The clubs see, need to see you around. Yeah, well, I mean, it's one. It's just it's out of sight, out of mind. That's right. just for one. And then you have some, like uh, the Ted or some other one that are there in the Constantly, you are looking for someone to book. If there's someone calls out, they can't make it. Yeah. If you're there, it's just inevitable that. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna reach out, and call it. Like now, I see. I know from now, I'm there so much that I would more than likely I would get the call if there was MC, just because you'd feel like I would already be here looking for me at the club. Mm-hmm. That's just a, mm-hmm. a given. But I don't. It's not even just the booking that I'm there. I'm looking for. My style and techniques, how they do stuff in these other shows, because the open mic shows are a lot different than the celebrity shows. There's the whole feel is different. the The crowds are different. It's it's a it's a whole different aura around it. So because yeah. these are generally they're they're paying much more. The people are dressed up. They're they're coming out for oh and those weekend shows. Weekend shows. Those mm-hmm. are a lot different than. And um, for me, I, I'm looking for. I would say like styles, like the different styles, because mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I've, I watched so much stand up over the years, and I, I started to see so many 
some of the like especially the touring comedians like I see the styles kind of repeat themselves. Yeah. And so I'll be looking for, I'm usually looking for originality to something cuz I I don't know about it. you guys you've seen a lot of stand up comedy especially live. I don't laugh as hard as I used to like at stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. I've kind of lost I lost a lot of yeah. my yeah, my ability to be able to enjoy. It. So it, you just seen so much. Yeah, I've seen so much, so and much. and then and I think uh, Dave Chappelle said it best. He's like, yeah, because yeah. you see somebody up there, and you're like, all right, yeah, I could fuck a better. Like it's like, <laughs> 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 like it's not even comparative, but you're like, okay, that was all right. Yeah, and and I'm not, and I and I, you know, I, I mean, I have to be honest. Like, I, you know, I, I know other comics that like they call themselves stage whores. Like I just love being on stage. I have to be on stage. That's not really me. Hmm. Like I like I enjoy being on stage. I love being on stage, but it's not like I got to be somewhere every night. Hmm. Like I don't sit home missing it if I miss two or three nights. <laughs> like I'm not like, "Oh god, I just need that stage." Yeah. No. I'm very targeted about what I do. No. This show will benefit me in this way, yeah. whether it's financial or a new club or something like that. But hmm. now I don't even do the regular clubs I used to do. Like I'm not about to be driving However long, uh, you know, for a certain for a certain check and for a certain amount, there's just shows I don't do anymore. So it's not it's, for me. It's just not like I'm it's, just. I don't have to be on stage. Like I have to be on stage to keep. I know how this is sounding. <laughs> I already know, but, turning, I, but I don't like. For me, it's about targeted fuck opportunity. Your gig. <laughs> like, oh, 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 that'll be the name. Yeah. Of this. That'll be the name of his first album. Dude, I ain't gonna lie, man. It's probably some comedians that will punch me in the face if they know how many gigs I turned down in the past. I will turn down. I'd be like, no, it's just not financially not what I would do. Uh, I, I, I just, but I, I, I just, you know. So for me, it was like I was always on stage, especially when they had the Fort Mill comedies on. Mm. Oh my God! I hosted an open mic there, number one, and I was there about every weekend, just hoping for a guest spot. Coming, they would let me come and not pay to the shows because I was there so much. So I would come and just sit and ask the comic if I could get a guest spot. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't, but I was always there. And that was like 10 minutes away from my house. But mm. now, comedy's on about 30 minutes and then ain't no parking. So I like, look, you asking me to come out on a weeknight and I got to be up at five the next day? I just, nah, I'm just not a stay. I just don't love it like that then. I'm fine with that. <laughs> but, I, but I'm very targeted about the things I want to do. And I do enough shows to keep, to keep myself fresh. Like this last run of shows, like I do enough shows to where yeah. it's still sharp and I'm still hitting them. But nah, I ain't got to be on stage every night. I'm not that guy. Just not. So what is that? I, I, and I, I like to see uh, seasoned guys. What, what's your goal in this point in time now? I think for me, it's um, you know, it's definitely something involving television. Um, getting my own product out there, developing my own shows. Mm. Uh, so, so kind of you know, and I don't think I've shared this as much, but kind of more scripted stuff that I'm working on, putting together mm. a series. Um, doing like I said, doing writing for some shows, always oh, doing shit. some stand up. Yeah. But I want to expand creatively. Tyler Perry, Tyler Perry yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> I definitely I want to because because there's so many ideas that aren't good for bits, but they're good for scenes. So it's like it's so many experience and everything that I've lived out that I want to put into my art and just express myself in different ways. Um, mm. So yeah, I definitely want to put together a series. Uh, I definitely want to eventually do television and write. Uh, the, you know that's a part of, of of what I'm working on now too. An audition. You know, mean for for stand up? Is there is there a goal in stand up, or is is this more so a launching pad 
and your I, ultimate goal? Yeah, I think I think ultimately I want to be able to sell out clubs <laughs> and arenas uh, without having to be all over town passing out flyers and doing a bunch of radio. Like, gotcha. who was it that said, I just, well, I don't know if it was Chris Rock. I think it was Chris <laughs> Rock that said, I just want to come to a city and not have to do radio. <laughs> sell tickets without having to do radio. So that, for me, it kind of feeds itself because if I have a series that I develop that becomes really popular, well, then the stand-up is easy you to do from the TV show. So then... You get to stand up. So mm-hmm. acting, stuff like that, just branching out creatively. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I'm doing now, looking at auditioning for things. But I'm not going to go to New York or L.A. and wait in line. Uh, I, I'm just not about to you do that. Atlanta? Or Atlanta. I'm not going to go nowhere so, and be day after day waiting so what in line is, is, for is, my there, is there any television here, in Brian? Maybe you There's a little bit. It's a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I mean, for? there's a couple things. Uh, like any more of the occasional Hallmark movie will come through. Oh. Uh, but you, I don't. But Atlanta, <laughs> yeah, traveling to Atlanta. <laughs> I'm like, but, but, but get a Hallmark movie. We <laughs> <laughs> gonna see Will Jacobs on the Christmas Story. <laughs> I'll do it. Me and Vivica. Yeah, man, she's all <laughs> over Hallmark. But listen, but but when you talk about Atlanta, yeah, going down and auditioning for shows and stuff like that for sure. Uh-huh. But uh, I'm not Gary B. Standing in line at nobody's club till two in the morning. I, 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 I mean. As a as a comedian looking for to be able to audition, where do you would you go find? You got to get an agent. Is that what that is? Or I think I think well gotta... now, man, they have um, they have what do you call it? Uh, it? They have acting classes, and then those people have connections in the industry. Mm, so you okay. you go, you take an acting class, you kind of learn what you're doing. Like one good friend of mine, Dean Napolitano, yeah. uh, he's done some acting. He's been in movies and everything else. Mm-hmm. And me and him had a great conversation about this. We were performing in the Bahamas together. And he was just telling me about how he said you got to audition for stuff, whether it's being an extra on this show or that show. You'd be surprised how many opportunities you could get if you just take an acting class or two, mm-hmm. learn a little bit about it, get yourself registered with the uh, not the Actors Guild, but there's uh, registry sites that you can register with that when they're doing TV shows, they go and look at. Mm. So you can get yourself registered, get yourself your headshots, get all those things straightened out, and then you in line for those opportunities too. He said he knows a couple comedians that have been on The Walking Dead and mm, a bunch of yeah. other TV shows just by putting themselves out there in that way. So those are the kind of opportunities. I can see you as a too. walker. Real quick, what zombie look to you? Real quick, what type of role would uh, Will Jacobs be <laughs> uh, trying to cast for? <laughs> That look, I'll tell you right now. Well, the butler. Uh, <laughs> something. Wow, that's worse than what I was going to say. Something. <laughs> something white collar. I didn't get this law degree to play the shoe shine guy. I'm going to just tell you. I, mean, I, didn't do, I didn't do all that to come in and come in. I ain't playing nothing blue collar. So let's start right there. I'm not doing it. You could be the best friend in a Hallmark movie. Yeah. I love Kevin Hart, but I ain't going to push no white man around for three hours. I'm not hey. doing the upside either. That was a okay? good movie, no, so, man. That's great. That's fine. You're going to push me in the wheelchair, though. I'm going to be the dude in the chair. Yeah. I'm not going to be pushing. I think, let me, are you, are you, are you, are you, you taking any acting classes? No. Okay. <laughs> All that shit. Nah, I ain't doing that nope. shit. Nope. Are you? Are you? Uh, like what? I think you're gonna want to do is start is start putting yourself out there. Yeah. You know, yeah. so start taking these acting classes, mm-hmm. but also start like um, you know look for 
for students in like film school who are looking for people to be in their films and stuff like that. So you can well, start getting yourself in front of a camera. Well, plus too, uh, you know, some of it is, you know, for me is about kind of, I'm doing a lot of reading right now. So I have books on and, I, and I'm fortunate enough to have a few friends that have been in film, mm. a few friends that have produced TV series and stuff. So I've got some good guidance on, you know, how to prep myself for these things. Also how to put together a series. I think some people just like, Throw shit together, yeah. Oh and no, I, and I don't want to yeah. put anything out that's not really good, in my opinion. Like I have a standard for myself, so I'm I'm reading books on film production hmm. and the beginning, how to develop characters, how to develop scripts, uh, the key grips, the lighting, all the things that go into a real film production, and learning that stuff. And then after I learn that stuff, starting to put together. Uh, something that I think people will enjoy. So I that's mean, that's what I'm working on right now. I think now. he misses the con. There's a show uh, produced by Fifty Cent called For Life, where uh, I think Will you could have did. It was a, uh, somebody playing a lawyer. Yeah, he's from jail. I do it. <laughs> well, you got you could tote a shank and a law book. See, that's what I'm talking about, right? I might stab somebody, but I got to be able to be a lawyer too. You know, I can't just be that's stabbing. I, I not, you know, I just I can't do that, Brian. I'm too I'm too smart. You know me. I can't. I do. <laughs> I still think you should check on that Walker position. I will play a Walker because here's my walk. That's yeah. pretty good. See, look, I was thinking, Walking Dead. I'm here. Is I'm that still on? I think this is I'm real. Here. AMC, is, holla at me. I think this is real hood shit. When I was watching Walking Dead, I was like, I ain't seen no out of all the years seasons of Walking Dead. I don't seen. I ain't seen nobody get killed in no Jays. Like nobody had on Jordans when they died. Like everybody clothes be fucked up. I mean, <laughs> they like, shoot in Atlanta, so you know at least. I'm one like, of the come on, man. Had Jordans a Walker should have had a do rag on. I ain't seen them. <laughs> Walker with they got kid big. They all got flannel shirts and jeans. Ain't nobody. <laughs> Cause they got clothes on. Ain't like nobody got killed and no then they really dressed no their ass. <laughs> I ain't seen Nike shit. All the Nike shit, Gucci. I ain't seen no <laughs> all the cars be fucked up on walking there. Like, what happened to all these nice it's a thousand Ford dealerships. All like these Cuba. Lamborghinis <laughs> in Atlanta. <laughs> you ain't never seen I feel up on a nice car. You're right. They I'm are. Sorry. They are limited. Or but, no walker with a fat ass. Like this is. Yeah, there. You don't. See ain't any, no thick walkers true. out here. It's true. <laughs> you know Atlanta has strippers. One of them strippers got bit. <laughs> right. Ain't nobody hit a thong. Nothing. <laughs> they was just fully dressed when they got bit. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm oh, nasty. but I'm glad you don't want to. <laughs> Before we go, because I because I said this earlier that I want to talk about some of the things that kind of get on my nerves. Uh, a couple of things that I want to get your opinion on these. Mm. Um, people telling me you could use this for your show. Mm. So they tell you some little cockamamie story, oh. and they go, "You could use this for your comedy." Yeah, as if. Like to me now, what do you, what what do you think when people tell you that? Like, oh, they tell you something that happened to them at the liquor store or whatever happened to them at their job, and they go, "You could use that for your comedy." Yeah, cause see, I, that's that's one of the people. Like, generally, you will get one. They most of them have really never been to your show, <laughs> so they don't know what even your style or your style, and it's a. And it just comes from the lack of respect for the comedy in it, in a general. And I don't think it's a. It took me a while to get to that understanding to know that it's not a direct reflection on me, because the times I, I thought I said to sit back and think about it, like the people that have said it to have never seen me on stage, 
they've never come to a show, and I'm I'm pretty sure they've never been to a comedy show, and and so the the aura around stand up comedy is that I can everybody can do it, and that's the until that's why I like I, I hate that I like when I see people just arrogant and come to their first time. Yo, I'm finna kill this. I, I I'll be honest, I'm a little guilty. Like Will Smith and DL, remember that episode of Fresh Prince? When DL Hughley was the professional comedian and Will said I could do that and he tried to get on stage. I didn't see that oh, episode. You gotta see that one. You'll love that one. That's one of the best. But ones. Uh, it's, it's a good feeling to watch them eat dirt. I think this is <laughs> like it'd be like, all right, let's relax. Cause I don't feel like I, I don't feel like I was ever in that manner. I don't I still don't. I mean, just like feel like I'm gonna just go out and just rip and I had that level of arrogance to think that I can just walk off and of do to do it. what these professionals do. Yeah, yeah, just like yo, I'm gonna go up there and I'm gonna do something for a full hour. I mean, now so I'm like, okay, I've been doing it for years now. I'm like, okay, I can, I can get to. There's nothing that that's the reason why I don't laugh as much now. But I think just coming off the street and just feeling, hey, I'm gonna feel this title as a comedian is something that should be respected because it's not a you got to learn the ropes. You know what? I call it, and I'm glad you used that word, because I call me and my wife, me and Sandra had a conversation about this last night, because somebody I knew uh, sent me a thing telling me some story, talking about, yeah, I thought you could use that. And yeah. I, and you know what I call it? Unintentional disrespect. Yeah. They're not trying mm-hmm. to disrespect you, but they don't understand how disrespectful it is. Like, you wouldn't walk into a surgeon's office and be like, yeah, you need to use that instead of... Yeah. You know, you wouldn't walk into any other profession. You're gonna use the three oh silk there? Yeah, yeah. like no, or a chef. Use. You know what? You should be using <laughs> yeah. broccoli instead this of person yeah. that is who does to that? you has they have they been to one of your shows? Nope. One early on. Like one one early years on. ago when I was just seeing, seeing a couple minutes. See, that's the that's that's where I'm like, okay, you're just you're you're unsupportive and this is your un uh, uneducated opinion. Uneducated you don't know what opinion. the hell you're talking about. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. I, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I think that it is one, and that's been one of the frustrations is that people don't understand how hard it is to be good at this. Mm. Like they think you because you funny with your coworkers or you funny at the barbecue that you could just go on stage and be that, and they don't understand all of the work. And I was talking to Sandra about it. And she was like, she was like, babe, to be honest. Before I started to come see you and before we started dating and I knew what was up, I thought I didn't have that kind of respect for it. But she said, but then we'd be sitting there and you'd be telling me about timing, like see how he does that and see how he brings that back around for the callback or he's tagging it with that. She said there was all these intricate levels to it that I didn't know about before I started dating you. So she was like, it does sometimes. She's like, I know how frustrated you get, but you got to understand People are coming at it from a position of ignorance, and they just don't know. Yeah. It's not mean spirited. They're not trying to down you. They think they're being helpful, right. yeah. but they just don't know that all of this goes into it. They and it and it's frustrating for me as the artist because I know how much work it takes to be good at this. Yeah, and well, it's not just that what you're saying, but it's also their understanding of of comedy as a as a career mm. being vi- a viable career. So I know a lot of comedians, I, you've probably heard this in people interviewing and stuff, yeah, their parents didn't support them because they didn't see that as yeah. as something that's possibly yeah. to sustain them. Mm-hmm. Until I mean, they can see that there's 
your Kevin Hart's, your Cat Williams, people that are making, you know, Jim Jeffries, all these big comedians that have these bigger names and brands, but they can't see the steps to getting to that. Right. I, and I think that's a big part of when you say with what, having uh, your family support, your wife and everybody be able to support you. They've they've got to have it's just almost just as much a vision as you have, or just. Enough, you've given them enough to taste to be able to see them. You got to bring them enough. So, I, like, I hear people where they're saying they're not, I'm like, where they're saying their wife is not as supportive because like, you've met my wife, like, she's all in. Oh, so, man, I, don't, yeah, I, I don't have these. She's unbelievable. So, because, and that's, it didn't start out that way. So, that was. Really? No, no, no. It was, it didn't start <laughs> out that way because, I mean, I was already, I was already doing comedy when I started, but it wasn't, it still had the same concept, but I had to bring her into the world to be able to see my vision, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, even my parents, like, this was, my parents, I, I did my uh, first show in Alabama, I haven't did one in years, I'm getting ready to just try to start that back up with now, having more time at home, so I can do a lot more other shit. But anyway, to have, like, even my parents, they were like, yo, you gonna do a show here? Oh, nobody's gonna come to that shit. Like that's my dad's statement. You remember that? I bet just that. So, but, I mean, this is like, oh man, nobody gonna come out. He's here. a great man. He's yeah. a great man. But, I love my father. But you can also picture him saying that. Yeah. But you can <laughs> with anybody because it's something they've never they seen. Nothing. To, yeah. At that time, the city had never seen anything like it. So it was like, okay, all right, I'm gonna do a show. And until because, like you said, well, I did everything myself. So made the tickets and sold them by myself. Literally, you got and I and I specifically had my mom and my aunts. They were my distribution team to sell tickets mm-hmm. until she's getting inundated with hundreds of requests with for yeah. tickets. He's like, "Yo, this, like, what is this?" <laughs> then like, it started to feel real to them. It, yeah. it has to be. It has to be tangible for them to be able to see it because it's a. This is a dream to be able to do. This is not a norm, normal doctor, lawyer. Even mm-hmm. those at times are for some people. It's it's a dream because yeah, I want to be a lawyer when I grow up. That's something is as at certain points it seems unattainable. Mm-hmm. So and even more so outside of a lawyer because those are things that have been more so around people that have been achieved to a, a degree of success. Mm-hmm. But a, a comedian to have someone that is in the entertainment industry in general, and that could be a musician because a lot of rappers may get the same thing. A lot of uh, singers get the same type of comments that we get as comedians, just in entertainment in general, just for the simple fact people hasn't seen it to a large magnitude. Where so it's uh, you a rapper? Oh, okay, it's just but until they see maybe what that level of respect that they are at and they come into that world, they may be making more than what they're making on their job, but they be like they don't respect it because they can't see it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's almost. Like a hobby to them, yeah, so it's a hobby to them. To, until they see us, and, and until they see you on a larger platform that they can relate as a a branded something like the Comedy Zone podcast, yeah. where they like, or you know, the Queen City Podcast Network that validates to them that okay, you're connected with something that I feel is, with. that I'm familiar with that has a larger brand. You got Orthocare Carolina. Yeah. As one sponsor, that's a that's a reputable brand that people can relate. Yo, oh, they big time. I make payments to them. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. But, but now they see you in partnership with them and doing something like a podcast here. They're gonna say, okay, maybe what they're doing is is real. Like it, but it's just the perception of people and their passion. Most people don't chase their dreams. So well, you can't know what? See it. And I and I'm glad you made that point because I think it segues into the final part of this I want to talk about because 
there's an interesting conversation to be had about fame. And because what I found is, and Ray, you could probably attest to the same thing. You can post on social media all these shows you're doing, you're grinding on the road. Hey, I'm in this city. Hey, I'm in that city. However many people like it. But let you be standing next to a celebrity. Let you be standing with uh, whoever. Like, I've had shows where I was grinding, like, show after show I'd post. Mm -hmm. And a couple people might like it, whatever. Hey, I salute you. I see you on your grind. You get a few of those. Yeah, yeah. But when I perform with Nene Leakes, <laughs> yeah. she ain't even a comedian. <laughs> Nene Leakes standing next to her. Hundreds. Yeah. Oh, I see you doing your thing. You ain't see I was doing my thing when I was telling you all these other damn places I was grinding at. <laughs> yeah. When I was actually doing. Like, I could have met Nene the first day and took a picture. That doesn't mean I'm doing anything. It could have gone yeah. to a meet and greet. It could have gone to a meet and greet and took a picture with her. And now you proud of me because I was standing. So really, you're not proud of me. You're yeah. proud of Nene. And I'm just next to her. No, well, I That's mean. That's kind of what it is. It's just yeah. you proud of me when I'm next to somebody you know. Well, I can't. They can't foresee you being at. They, well, not just proud of Nene. This is not Nene. They, they like, because it's something related to them. They see you in a position where they don't see themselves in a bit. Well, I guess you could do a meet and greet or something of that nature, but they see you in a. Well, how should I put it? It's kind of let me put maybe this analogy. It's kind of like uh, you, <laughs> I said this before, where you you can't really tell how dude. You can kind of tell how dudes doing by the women that that are <laughs> like. It's, I mean, just like how the women look. Like the this kind is, of women. <laughs> yeah, like you like he could be homeless, but if he got bad bitches around him, like yo, <laughs> you're not really gonna think he's doing that bad. Like that's just. Like, no, just real, really. Like, if he had like two chicks, they were like, "Yo, they bad, man." Like, but you know for a fact, you know for a fact, he just got evicted. But like, yo, he's still straight. Like, uh, <laughs> they wouldn't like him if he wasn't doing good. He was doing good, but <laughs> but that's the same analogy when you standing next to Lily. Like, I wasn't sure at first. But now you're standing next to Nene Leaks or any other person that you like, uh, it kind of validates. It's, it's the validity. It's the same thing with the. It's the same thing. So, the, so for me, uh, but that's my. That's a lot of my point is that, or you see somebody on television. Like when I did the Fox thing, I got so much love for that. So it's like basically you waiting for a bunch of television executives to tell you I'm funny. Like I've been telling you I'm funny for the last four years trying to get you to shows. And I even used to do a bit about this on stage. I say a lot of y'all get mad when people become famous and act like they don't know you. Mm. But the whole time I was grinding, you act like you didn't know me. Yeah. So you can't be mad when I get there and I'm only saluting the people that saluted me along the way. Because you yeah. didn't come around until you saw me on NBC. I know the difference, and my wife writes down names. She really knows the difference. My wife knows everyone that's ever not treated me right, ever. Right? She don't ever write her name down, but she writes everything. That's one of my sayings. If you ain't there for the grind, don't expect to be there for the right. shine. Don't expect, don't expect green, oh, I want to be VIP. And no, don't expect that. I'm telling you right now. And that's, for me, it's just a thing for me where... If I, I have a respect for anything anyone does that supports their family. Mm -hmm. I don't care whether you're talking about uh, electrician, plumber, comedian, uh, trash worker, whatever you're doing that supports your family, I don't think I could just walk in the room and do that tomorrow. 
Like I have a respect for it. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times you see these cats you out here feeding their the trash out. I was fucking with you. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Not I'm house stupid. after house. <laughs> I can do it once. It was right there. I'm sorry. You I can't do, do it up thing. and down the street. <laughs> but no, I, I just have a respect for how someone feeds their family, yeah, man. So absolutely. I don't think I could walk around and just do that. But you're right, Ray. I think a lot of people, they think they're being supportive and everything else. But really, y'all didn't come around until you saw me with somebody famous. So don't get mad. You know, don't get mad if I don't have the same love for that. You can't be mad at that. See, I, uh, you weren't there for the grind. I'm there. I'm. I don't. I don't know if I, maybe I don't come off a of lot, but I'm. I'm pretty spiritual and within Christianity, and uh, I watch a lot of uh, T.D. Jakes. One of my. Uh, Get ready, get ready. <laughs> yeah, <that's what> my, <laughs> but I mean, I, I watch him because he's he's intelligent. I, I think that uh, that I, one I learned a lot from him. And but one of the things he said is that once he became famous, that people don't see him as a person anymore. So they started to see him as an opportunity. So for how they could, so they didn't even talk to him the same as he was when he was in the hills of West Virginia, you know, doing doing his preaching in front of, you know, 10 people or in the, in the storefront like those. And now they see this mega where mega church now where he's preaching because people flock to him now, but he was preaching in front of the, the four people like you do in the club, the comedy club telling your jokes. They didn't. Nobody sees that piece. They don't see that part. And 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 but they only see the part where you at the at the Nene Leaks portion. So now it sees so it's miles a part of being an opportunity to be able to network with Nene Leaks. It may you may not even be you at all. Like you said, it could be you, could not be you. It's just gonna be changed, but it's an opportunity now because they have a connection to you. Now they have the connection. You have the connection, so they feel they have the connection to that person, which they've been they've seen through whatever. So really, whatever. so then really, it's about themselves. Yeah, part of it, you know. My and my wife made this point to me as well, kind of dovetailing off of what you said because she was like. You know what? She said, I, I didn't even tell you this, but she said, I heard from so many people when you won that Kenan Thompson competition. She said, people I hadn't heard from that were just reaching out like, oh, please tell Will I said, great, congratulations, yada, yada, yada. People that I ain't heard a word from in years. Mm-hmm. She said, because they just want to stay connected in case. Mm-hmm. They just like you said, in case this is a big opportunity, in case you about to be on Saturday Night Live, in case you about to be on my television every night, I want to stay attached. Yeah. And I just, it just leaves such a foul taste in my mouth. I can't even pretend I'm okay with this. Like I, like I just, it, I, it's like you said, they see you as an opportunity. It's not I mean, even about you anymore. Yeah, I mean, there's a, I mean. It's, it takes me a lot because I, I, I think a lot about like the psychology of people. And I think that's a part of me for as the, I think it's a lot, it helps with comedy because mm-hmm. that's pretty much what we're doing. We're, yeah, analyzing how people think. And <laughs> yeah, right. and, and basically manipulating them into laughing. So they can't, it's, just, it's involuntary. They, they laugh not because they, yeah, I'm here to laugh even the bad <laughs> Right. You're, you you're manipulating. You're making something happen. I'm making yeah. you have this yeah. emotion, whether it's yeah. pissed off or whatever it is. But that's similarly the, the same thing. The the psychology of 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 that opportunity. People want to hang around and have that level of attachment. Of the how should I put it? Their escape. 
That's that's their escape to from their position they're in right now. It's it's the feeling. It ain't even just they're in a position because they have the nine to five, so they have that feeling of many times, and and I still have it too. Even having those excitements, because mm-hmm. as a comedian, we're especially if you have a nine to five, you got the highs of the high when you're on stage. It's, even if it's if it's a weekend, you're hitting it all weekend, and you come back Monday morning. What the fuck? <laughs> you, somebody got shit for you to do. <laughs> like, like I don't got respect. I was Superman. I was a king Saturday night. I was king Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, take them boxes over. So a part of us have will see that's where, especially younger men, that will see it as a way out of that. And that's the attachment that they'll attach. We attach ourselves to that passion. One, we love to do it because it has a sense of fulfillment whenever we make people laugh of a way out. But also that attachment to seeing what they see on TV, it's real to them now because of you. Because you're there. Because right. you're there. You're, next that, you're their connection to what they see Because on you're TV. next to NeNe Leaks. She was somebody totally on the table, never even, yeah, it's like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, like, like who's that? Like, what's a famous star? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll, if they see you, like, yo, like say dudes in the hood, that or just talking, or just not even just in the hood, just dudes in general, like, yeah, man, I mean, all right, man, look, all right, let's do, what is, what's the game they play, smash, pass, or kill? What's, marry, what's, marry, smash, or kill? Yeah, yeah, marry, smash, or kill. And they always put out these famous people, but then you see somebody next to the person that you, like, you used to play, play that game about. You used to play the game about, like, yo, I may really bet this shit's real now. <laughs> Will may really smash Nene Leaks because you, <laughs> you, you in that close proximity. But before seeing you there, that shit is totally unattainable. So that's what they're liking. That's what they're liking. They're liking the 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 that opportunity, that 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 being that opportunity to connect them to what is amazing, what their perception of seeing. Because really, so that basically it's like people used to play that game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, where they would say, I don't know this. This? "Let me tell you about it." Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Well, I, we got to get out of here soon too. But the yeah. Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. This is. I can talk to Ray for hours, so I know I got to cut us off. But the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon is a game where you know the actor Kevin Bacon. Uh, is that the Back to the Future dude? He, well, he's on no, the. That is the, Michael J. Fox. My no, bad. No, no, he, no, different show. <laughs> he was the. Uh, he was on this new show called The Following, where it was a serial killer that a bunch yeah, of people started to would, kill. Just he like he was him. in the original Footloose. He was in Animal House. Animal House. Okay. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, yeah. So Kevin you'd Bacon. Know him yeah. Ke- yeah, I'm about to show you a picture of him. So Kevin Bacon has been in so many movies that people call it. Six degrees of, of Kevin Bacon. Oh, yeah, yeah. To where they like Kevin Bacon's been in so much stuff that I guarantee you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows, somebody that knows Kevin Bacon. Mm. And yeah, how so many, you can trace every actor in six steps or less to like, Kevin any Bacon. Actor. Based so on the Martin Lawrence, you could figure figure out. Okay, he was in this with them. Yeah. He was in that with them, and they was in that with the Kevin Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> so they say that Kevin Bacon's been in so many movies. Any actor you name, Tyler Perry, whoever, you could do it six steps and get to Kevin Bacon. He was in with him. Yeah. He was at with her. She really? was at with her. She was at with Kevin huh. Bacon. So that's the thing. So what I'm saying is that this cuts down the number of steps between them and Nene Leakes. Yeah. Is that I know Will, you and he knows her. So before, it had been 100 people between you and her. Yeah. But now, shit, I know Will, you and he know her. Connect. So now I'm that much closer to Nene. I need to connect with Will. Hey, Will. Hey, let tell Nene I said, what's up? Tell Nene I said, what's up? Yeah. It's not even. It's not about you. 
Definitely, you can tell that just by the, the, the amount of commentary and connection with people your wife is receiving uh, contact with or, or yourself you receiving. Blew my mind. Blew, uh, yeah, because so it's not about you anymore. It's that connection there. It brings them to a different, they almost have an opportunity to change their reality because that's what is it? Uh, you almost, what they say, is one, you're one person away from mm-hmm. success or whatever it was one it's like the lottery. You like the lottery to one thing breaking away. out their reality. But I don't know, man. It's a it's a tricky game though, man. But I think as a So that don't bother you. That doesn't Well, I see and this is a I study a lot, man. I study a lot of the like entertainment industry. Fifty Cent's a good one. I, I, I watched I watch the way he moves and I think I'm like, okay, if I it's something that it's gonna be there. You can't change it. You, there's no way for you to. You can't change how fame works. You're not going to what be, it does to people. You're not going. You yeah. just get famous or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you can't change how people are going to their their way they're going to react to you. But what, what you is. can do is utilize that energy that they're giving to you to help further yourself. Mm, so use them. Oh yeah, I'll change it around. So if you're going to give me that energy, I'm going to make you. You got to have to direct you this way. I'm going to direct yeah. you. You got to have yeah. that fuel. So I got to. If you're going to give me that that. Fake energy, you know that fake love is now what I'm they put call. Put more it. famous people up with me now. Yeah, I'm. I'm a, not only just that. I need you. Okay, since you on you on board now. Shit, cool. Needy might be at his show if he's saying he may be at his show. So, <laughs> all right, cool. Now I need you to do something for me. You like my picture? You feel like it? Cause I that's the sense that you have. All right, go out and promote one of my videos. Go out. Hey, send some people to my show. They're gonna do this automatically because you, especially within a recent con- contact, if you show your needy leaks, and this is just my, I'm giving you the sauce right here. Yeah, <laughs> this is right now. This, this is, is sauce. this is this is my logic. This is the good stuff. It takes you hours. It took us an hour and a half to get to Ray saying something good. Fuck you. <laughs> but this is the, I mean, the energy in that one. They're gonna automatically. You got you've got people attention. That's that's one. You've utilized someone. It's. They they basically come in to to uh, what do they call it when you give the athletes uh, the athletes get a deal with Nike. What is that called? Endorsement. Endorsement. They came in and endorsed you as a person, so uh, they've endorsed you. So now they've created a different value for you. So now you have something. You have attention. Now you got to take that attention. Don't just let it be attention. Take it and use that attention to something else. To help further your career, so whether that be a video, a show, or whatever it is, because you're gonna have that energy for a while. For while that buzz is happening, the buzz is there. It's energy, so you gotta use that and let it sip, because it'll fizzle out just in time. People will go. I mean, that time span of how long people are interested depends on the person. You'll see people that'll follow in, but you gotta use that for whatever reason. So send them to a show, promote a video. Uh, Hell, whatever. Help you put some because they'll they'll even start. Hey, you got a show? Let me help. Let me make flyers for you. They'll just lend themselves as service when they generally wouldn't do that. But they once they feel they've attached them something that's moving, they want to be a part of what's moving. So, but so then that's a lesson that that is a huge lesson is that you can either spend your time being frustrated about it. Yeah. You can spend your time being angry about it, or you can spend your time using it mm-hmm. yeah. to your advantage. I mean, and it's, it comes in different in different ways. So, and that's one being in that that logic of of being a person endorsing you as a as a comedian because they're standing beside you. Hey, I know this person. That reality. It comes in whether you 
the the thing you won the uh, Keenan Thompson Keenan right? Thompson thing mm-hmm. by winning that. It's the same thing. It's not necessarily a person, even though Keenan Thompson was next to it. It could have been a, uh, just been an NBC or SNL. Could have didn't have to have a specific name because it's a reputable brand. For them, you've got the energy now because they feel they've attached them something that's not that's within reality to them that wasn't before. You now that's you're attached now to Keenan. Even though Keenan may not even mean it, his name just may have been on it, but somehow you're attached to it. So now you gave them, if you get into that space, yeah, each time you do that, you need to leverage that to, to help push you on further to wherever you want to be. At least that's what I do. That's my, my sense. I'm not just going to let it fizzle out because I know, I know, I may go a day, my phone will ring simply because I'm kind of a loner anyway, just because I don't want to deal with people. <laughs> but but <laughs> I'm not gonna pick, and, I, and then I'm bad about calling. Hell, I I have a hard time calling my parents, I'm, and I force myself because I love them. But I'm just not a You're not a phone dude. Yeah, I'm just not gonna be on the phone talking. <laughs> yada yada anyway. yada, all that shit. So Brian, you were gonna say something? I saw you in the. Yeah, I think you perception is reality, right? So you know, if you met, I mean, if you met someone ten years ago. You would have introduced yourself as an attorney, right? True. So if you if you met someone six years ago, you would have introduced yourself as an attorney. But you know, I kind of do some comedy at night. True. If you meet somebody today, you're going to introduce yourself as you know a headlining comic who tours around clubs around the country. And, True. And and them doesn't work. You know. So those people that you introduced today, the people you met ten years ago, are still going to look at you as the attorney who kind of does comedy. That's a good point. Right. Yeah. But the people you meet today are going to go, oh, that's my friend Will. He's a, he's a comic. You know, and he tours around the headlines clubs. That's crazy. My wife made that same point last night. She said the people that knew you back then, it's tougher for them to (laughs) see it, especially when I was kicking half the asses in law school. Because I'm a genius. (laughs) But but no, but you're right. Like like some of that is people that were here before all this (laughs) trying to see you in a different way. Yeah, yeah. They go, oh, that's Will. He's yeah. It's he, like the high school here. people. It's like think, a hobby to them. Yeah, right? he thinks he's a comedian. They knew you as a lawyer. This is a hobby to them. It's like yeah. people that knew you in high school and middle school. Like they, oh, they man. can't get you out of that young. They can't get whatever you out they of, saw you as then. As that's then, right. they still have you now. Twenty years later, they still see the same damn thing. First impressions. Who was yeah. it? Uh, Jamie Foxx, I think, was saying that uh, like Michael Jordan to us, Michael Jordan was a shit. He was yeah. one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But then he's like, now the kids today know him as the crying man. Damn, <laughs> yeah, right. They, the crying emoji. Like they don't, they never seen him. Another like, one, LL Cool J, yeah. one of the greatest <laughs> rappers of all time. Now that's a dude from uh, the CBS show. The CBS <laughs> show. Yeah. How about the one of the greatest rappers, Will Smith? One of the greatest rappers. Yeah. What? But it, you, you're so right. I, listen, we 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 gotta go. Uh, but Ray, uh, thank you for coming through, man. This was oh, man. fantastic. Oh, oh, the elbow. Yeah. Much continued elbow. success. Uh, where can people keep up with you? What you got next? All that stuff. Uh, follow me, comedian Ray Money. Uh, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I think Ray Money comedy on Twitter. I don't really post you. I'm, I'm, I, look, uh, just be on the lookout on all the social media platforms for content shows, and uh, yeah. 
Share my shit. That's Don't right. Don't do the fake love when you see me next to all these famous folks. Go out there and do it today. Right. So uh, I'm talking to all you young ass comics too, listening on Ease and Drop It, getting the game. Uh, if you don't share my shit, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> but if you do, man, I love you. Hit me up. We can chat. Uh, <laughs> well, there it is. Uh, Brian, you got anything before we go? No, nothing coming up. Uh, QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. Uh, March Mania. Uh, we'll be back March 18th. Uh, we're taking this week off, but the competition, uh, we're still in round one. Uh, that'll be March 18th. So come check me out at the Charlotte Comedy Zone. Tuesday night. Tuesday night. No, it's Wednesdays. March 18th is a Wednesday. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so come ch- come check me out March 18th, uh, Wednesday at the Comedy Zone, uh, and follow me. I am Will Jacobs, all social media. I post all my stuff there, all my dates. So uh, come see any one of us anywhere you can see us, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs>